0: Welcome to another inspiring message recorded at Thrive Church, a church passionate about moving people towards Jesus. Hey everybody, well welcome to church today. Isn't it good that we can be together? Thanks for joining us and for tuning in. No matter where you're watching today, it's good that we can be Together and speaking of being together. We were together Yesterday at both campuses with drop-and-drive where people drove through dropped stuff off for the less fortunate and as a church We're gonna bless our community. It's so good that we can be together in all these different ways, isn't it? Hey, I want to chat to you today, especially if you're a control freak. This one is especially for you I mean, it's for everybody, but it's especially for you if you're a control freak I want to start by saying today, uncertainty in our world, it's growing, isn't it? I guess we all know that and we all feel that. And while uncertainty is growing, I think we feel less in control, don't we? The control has gone down and the uncertainty has gone up. And uncertainty and lack of control creates a stress in us. And it's why our world is so stressed and I guess it's why we are so stressed by and large. It's not just that we live, most of us, in Johannesburg. It's that control has gone down and uncertainty has gone up. Uh, I read an, a fascinating thing the other day that a team of researchers had recently published the most sophisticated experiment ever done or conducted on the relationship between uncertainty and stress. So the volunteers for this experiment, what, they, what happened was they played a computer game and that computer game would ask them to overturn or turn over rocks that might have snakes hidden under them. And if a snake appeared, a painful electric shock was delivered to the participant and so the participants were therefore very highly motivated to figure out which rocks hit the snakes right you've got the picture naturally each participant tried their best to learn the habits of the snake population to try and learn what the snake would do and and they tried to learn better so that they could avoid the shocks So the investigators made sure that the level of uncertainty would fluctuate all the time, but no matter how much it fluctuated, the risk would still remain high. No matter how much the guys learned about the game, the risk would still remain high that they would turn over a rock and there'd be a snake under it, they'd get shocked. They then mapped the participants' stress responses and the researchers then tracked the stress through several physical measures, including like the sweatiness of their palms and how dilated their pupils were but they also got their participants to report on how stressed they were feeling from moment to moment. So the main finding was that all the measures of stress were highest when the uncertainty was highest. In other words, when people had absolutely no clue whether they were about to get shocked, their stress levels peaked. So what's the big takeaway from this? Everybody knows that uncertainty is stressful, that much we know. But what's not so obvious to us is that uncertainty is actually more stressful than predictable negative consequences. In other words, let's put it in Joburg terms. For those of us who live in Joburg, it's more stressful sitting at galoolies in a traffic jam, wondering whether you're going to make it to your meeting on time, than actually knowing for sure you're going to be late and then just dealing with that fact. Here's the thing. It's the uncertainty that creates the stress. It's the uncertainty of schooling at this pandemic time, isn't it? It's the uncertainty of whether the economy is going to pick up and whether the clients are going to come back to your business. It's the uncertainty of whether our job is safe and secure. It's the uncertainty of knowing whether we'll be able to gather again as a church anytime soon. It's the uncertainty of whether government is going to ever get its act together. It's the uncertainty that creates The stress, that's the thing that I want us to grasp today. It's the uncertainty that creates the stress. And we all express and vent our stress in different ways, don't we? Some of us withdraw and we go into like a hibernation mode. Some of us, when we're feeling uncertain and stressed, we we grasp for certainty. Any certainty will do. Any certainty we can get our hands on, if we can find it, we'll do it. So, some of us will build a puzzle just because we're certain we can finish this puzzle. Some of us, uh, we look to control the things that we can, and so we clean the house just so that we can have some control. We become control freaks just to get some sense of control. Some of us, with our stress, we get angry. We become like Jose Mourinho at a press conference when his team has lost some of us with our stress we get frustrated Uh, we've got so much frustration pent up inside of us some of us we internalize our stress and we get sick this happened to me in august 2019 i remember i needed to have a discussion with the pastor and release that pastor from their role this particular man had two young children and as i sat there with him having to let him know that he was released from his responsibilities i wondered how he was going to provide for his family and that very night that very night i remember sitting in my my chair i finished watching tv and as i got up uh, i got struck with this uh, pain from shingles on my left hand side of my abdomen here's the thing i internalized my stress that day and in the weeks leading up to it i ended up with shingles so that's what some of us do we internalize here's the key thought today it's the uncertainty that creates the stress the confusion the anger the frustration but I've got good news for you today and the good news is that Jesus knew this he knew that as human beings we struggle with uncertainty and he knew the immense stress that it causes us And so one day, Jesus sat down to teach, and he began to speak into this very thing. He began to talk about how to manage uncertainty, how to manage a lack of control, and what to do with it, what to do with it. So what I wanna talk to us about today is what to do with the uncertainty that we live with every day. So Matthew 6, verses 25 onwards, this is Jesus. He says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Hey, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Jesus goes on and he says, why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon all these things will be given to you as well therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself and each day has enough trouble of its own okay let's unpack Jesus's teaching a bit today what is he saying here today church well i think he's saying a few things if you track with me today we're going to discover three incredible things that Jesus tells us firstly He's starting by acknowledging that there is much uncertainty in this life. Life is uncertain, and Jesus says, I get it. I get it, guys. Then secondly, Jesus reminds us, and he is teaching us in this moment, life is uncertainty, but there's a reason for the uncertainty. Life is uncertain, but there's this reason for it. The reason for the uncertainty is this little word. Actually, it's not so little, but it's one word. Tomorrow. It's called tomorrow. And here's the thing, guys every bit of uncertainty and stress that you and I feel is because of this little thing called tomorrow. Specifically, it's because we just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, what tomorrow will hold for us. And that is what creates the uncertainty and the stress for us. And so perhaps the season of the pandemic has just revealed that truth more clearly than ever before because it turned our lives upside down the way it did. It turned our tomorrows upside down. It made our tomorrows even more unpredictable than what they've ever been before. And so basically the pandemic took a big highlighter And it's highlighted this, you have no control over tomorrow. Like highlighted like on an exam paper, just simply said, you do not have control over tomorrow. Perhaps we thought we did, but I think the pandemic has just taught us, you don't, I don't. Actually, we can't control much at all, can we? Can I ask you to reflect honestly with me for a moment? When I say that to you today, now in this moment, wherever you're watching, When i say that to you that you can't control much at all how does that make you feel how does it make you feel the thought that we have so little control can drive us a little bit nuts can't it (laughs) you know if you're from cape town maybe a little bit more chilled and you're like well schwabru we've got a mountain it's all good but if you're from Joburg, we are used to a little bit more control Shout out to all the Capetonians watching us today. And so Jesus is acknowledging for us, life is uncertain. Because you can't control tomorrow and you don't know what's going to happen. But then Jesus continues and he teaches us the main thing here. Here's the thing, this is the main thing. In a stroke of teaching genius, he shows us that certainty is actually not the goal. It never was, it never will be. In fact, certainty, control, it's actually not even worth pursuing. That's a mind-blowing thought. Jesus is saying to us today, certainty, control, it's not even worth pursuing. And yet we desire it so much, don't we? Instead Jesus takes us on a journey and he points us in the story to something much more valuable than certainty He points us to a much bigger idea He points us to something way more worthwhile something much more life-giving to the human spirit than certainty Something that brings us so much more freedom than control or certainty. Here's the thing I want to pray that you grasp it today. He points us to trust That's the main thing that he's doing in this passage. He is pointing us to trust. He's pointing us away from certainty and he's pointing us towards trust. Watch how he does it. Jesus says, hey, all of you listening to me, as you think about your life, I know that you're concerned and I know that you're worried about having enough. Enough food, enough drink, enough clothes. I know that you are anxious about being okay. And really, I guess the food, the drink, the clothes that Jesus mentions, it's a bit of a proxy for all the things that we worry about, isn't it? He could have just said our kids, you know, our kids and their education, uh, our marriage partners, our health, um, our parents and their health, our our jobs and our job security, our friendships and our relationships, our country, uh, the climate and climate change. Jesus is saying this to us. I know you're anxious. I know you're concerned about these things, and I know that you are anxious because you have no control over them. But I want to point you to something much more life-giving, something much bigger, something much more beautiful than control certainty. I want to point you to trust. And so in his creative way of teaching, Jesus points to the birds of the air flying around and then to the lilies of the field nearby. And he says, check out these birds. I mean, look at birds. They are the least future-minded of all the animals. You know, Jesus, I imagine, could have said, like, I could have pointed to ants because they store away food in the winter. Or bees. Bees are very future-minded. They plan their pollen collection and they store their honey in a breathtaking system of logistics. Bees and ants, those are future-minded. But no, no check out the birds I mean birds are just so chilled about the future they're not like ants or bees that are planning these birds are literally uh, there's one flying above me right now these birds are literally just taking one day at a time and yet Jesus says look how joyful they are always singing what's the first thing you hear when you wake up in the morning and you've got trees around you birds singing birds are always have you ever thought about this birds are always singing praise to God they're always joyful because I just trust that they'll have enough I think maybe there's a link between trust and joy what do you think I think there's a link between trust and joy the more trust the more joy it seems perhaps a lack of joy in our lives is due to a lack of trust perhaps just a question and so notice that Jesus doesn't say don't plan for tomorrow we must plan in fact Proverbs 29 tells us about how blessed people Actually, do plan he is simply saying don't worry about the future these birds he says look at them they don't worry they've got no control zero and they're well taken care of not only are they taken care of but they have this constant joy and then he goes on with his object lesson and he says hey look at the lilies check check out these plants now a lily is a bulb and in winter like other bulbs the root of the lily is actually lost and it's buried underground However, when spring returns it appears and it grows back in no time soon to be just as beautiful as last summer But the lily has no control over those seasons that come upon it But every year sure as anything the lily grows just as it should has no control Yet everything is as it should be for the lily So too with us church like the lilies we really have no control Yet we can trust That all will be as it should be for us. And actually, you know, when you look a little bit closer at the lilies, Jesus says you realize that Solomon dressed with everything that money could buy. I mean, Solomon had a Hollywood budget with all the man-made resources at his disposal. He still was not as well decked out as the lily. Solomon didn't look half as good as the lily. And Jesus is reminding us in this moment that God's provision in and for your life is better than anything else you and I could arrange or organize ourselves. Jesus offers us a better answer. Trust. Trust in the ever-present involvement and presence of God in our lives. Trust that He knows, trust that He sees, trust that He cares, trust that His fingerprints are all over our tomorrow. You ever thought about that that God's fingerprints are already on our tomorrow isn't that a mind blowing thought trust that while we don't know what tomorrow holds we do know that he holds it we know that his fingerprints are already all over it so yes you can't know what it holds but you do know him and that Jesus says is enough I can remember when our daughter Caitlin was learning to swim there was a one particular moment in time where she had learned to jump into the pool but and she wanted to jump into my arms I was standing in the pool she was on the side of the pool and she wanted to take this leap you could see that she wanted to do it she she was so keen to display her new skill but at the same time I think she was still petrified it was still new it was still uncertain she wasn't quite sure that if she jumped to me what exactly was going to happen i was in the deep end the water looked deep and it took a little while for her to know and understand and come to terms with the fact that she could jump in and i would catch her you know Uh, and that's how it is a little bit for us we feel the uncertainty sometimes don't we we feel that sometimes jumping into tomorrow we don't know what it holds So church, here's how it all comes together now in Jesus' teaching. So first, Jesus calls reality and he acknowledges that for us, life is uncertain. And then secondly, he gives us the reason for the uncertainty and he just clarifies, hey everybody, it's because of this thing called tomorrow, that's the reason for the uncertainty. And then thirdly, he draws us away from our desire for control and certainty. And he shows us through the birds of the air and the lilies of the field that there is something much better than control or certainty. And it's called trust. The solution to uncertainty is not certainty. It's trust. And so Jesus invites us to abandon our desire for certainty. He challenges us to consider whether it's really All It's cracked up to be and maybe that's a thought for you today is the certainty that you crave is it really all? It's cracked up to be is it really actually what we need? I know it's what we want for sure, but is it actually what we need and is it all? It's cracked up to be and so Jesus reminds us he teaches us that the best way to live is not with certainty but with trust That's why I'm better with him in my uncertainty because he teaches me, in the midst of it, to trust. And I learn I can trust. I'm better with him in my uncertainty because I trade the illusion of certainty for the reality of trust. And as I do, I learn that trust is actually more real than certainty. It's actually more real than certainty. I was reading a fascinating story the other day of how in the midst of the communist era, scientists did this experiment. They took some communists who had died and they, they cut open their skulls and inspected their brains and did a study on their brains. They were hoping, weird, it sounds weird to us now, doesn't it? But they were hoping that they would be able to in some way analyze the thoughts and understand how a communist thinks. Of course, now we look at that and we go, it's ridiculous. You can't see a thought. You know, it's not like you can cut the brain open and and track a thought, we know that now. But here's the thing. A thought is real, even though it's invisible. Couldn't see those thoughts in their brains, but it doesn't mean that their thinking wasn't real. A thought is very real, it's just invisible. So too with trust. Just because trust is invisible, Just because it's not like this table, tangible, that you can see, doesn't mean that it isn't real. So, with that said, how do we apply Jesus' teaching here? How do we trade certainty and control for trust? How do we do that? Because remember, a follower, a student, a disciple of Jesus, somebody who follows Jesus, is somebody who not only takes Jesus' teaching seriously, but then actually puts it into practice. Actually does what Jesus And so as we learn to apply this today, as we learn to apply his teaching today, I'd like to offer one simple question to us and then one practice to help us apply what Jesus taught. Here's the question. And the question is a reality check question. Here's the question. Could it be that you like certainty and control so much because deep down you trust yourself more than God? It's almost like you're a functional atheist. You say you believe in God, but you don't live like you do. I say I believe in God, but I don't live like I do. So that's the question. It's a reality check question, as I said. Here's the practice. Simply this. Anytime you find yourself, catch yourself, stressing, worrying, freaking out, feeling frustrated, angry, confused, because the future is so uncertain, simply replace that thought with a statement to God, directly from Jesus' teaching today. Literally, declare his teaching over your life and here's the statement. If the birds and flowers are fine, so am I. That's the statement. If the birds and flowers are fine, so am I. You see, our thoughts, Follow our actions and we can act ourselves into belief. And so that that statement, if the birds and the flowers are fine, so am I. That statement can actually lead, just simply by saying it, declaring it, can actually lead our thoughts. One question: Do I trust myself more than God? Is that why I love control so much? That's the question. One practice. If the birds and the flowers are fine. So am I that's what we're going to declare over our lives and that friends is the genius of Jesus teaching here that he teaches us how to trade Certainty and control and our desire for it how to replace that with a deep trust in God And that's what he gives us in this teaching today As you sit watching today each one of us we have an opportunity make a decision to follow Jesus perhaps today you're watching and you've never made that decision before perhaps you've never decided to follow Jesus I want to tell you it is the greatest decision that any human being can ever make because Jesus is the greatest human being that ever walked the earth not only is he the greatest human being but he is God himself all the presence all the fullness of God wrapped up into a man who walked the earth today be my privilege to invite you to follow him for the very first time and if that's you today i'd love to pray for you would you join with me in this moment father thank you so much for your goodness and your love and your mercy thank you jesus for the opportunity to hear your teaching to grab a hold of it with our lives and to make a decision to follow you today we want to place our hope and our trust in you we want to place our future in your hands and we ask that you would take our past and wipe it clean forgive us. And may we enter today as a starting point into a friendship with you that would last our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you have been blessed and helped by this message. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.thrivechurch.co.za